Welcome to the JV Takes Podcast. I am Logan, sitting across the table from me. That is Kyle, and we are talking Section 1 and Minnesota Wrestling in the most JV way possible. Kyle, how are we doing? Are we... uh... Sounded pretty scripted, Logan. You've been prepping for this, haven't you? Yeah. Good, good. Yeah, I have. I've been doing my homework. I, I was up late last night studying, doing film. I was starting to wonder what you were going to do with this. It's been it's been a process getting it going, but it's fine. Yeah, I was going to say, you've, you look a little bit fatigued, probably from carrying this project all the way to the start line. Normally, you got to carry him to the finish line, but Kyle's carried both of us here to the start line in episode one. But we made it here, and we are ready to rock, covering all things section one in Minnesota wrestling. It's been quite the process. When did this whole uh, venture start? Yeah, it's been a while. So you and I, we were talking about this off mic a couple weeks ago, and I think we tracked down the original origin story towards our trip down to Tulsa earlier this spring to watch the National Wrestling Tournament. And we were down there with Homie and a couple of the other crew, Homie, JG, and the boys, and we were listening to just... I don't know. Would you say a horrible wrestling podcast? Oh, absolutely terrible. It yeah, was... it was uh, breaking down Division One wrestling, and I think basically just said tough kid. It yeah, was, oh, another tough kid. Another it was tough kid. Every single bracket was filled with tough kids and interesting matchups. Yep. It was yep. tough kids and interesting matchups. So we were kind of ripping on that podcast, and someone said that we could do a better podcast, and one thing has led to another. And now we find ourselves in front of microphones testing that theory. I think Homie said it just because he wanted to see us embarrass ourselves and, you know, an audience. But that's fine. We'll give it a whirl. That sounds like Homie. Yeah. yeah. And then I think even before that, you uh, always gave me terrible takes at the state wrestling tournament. And I had to explain why you were wrong. I, I have given some bad takes over the years. Yep. I'll give you that much. Yeah. And then during the NCAAs, you were adamant that there's no way Spencer Lee could ever lose a match. I'm not going to say who said that's false, but I think I won I, that bracket. So. I, th- I think my words are being misconstrued a little bit. For the record, I was I was on Matt Ramos's team the whole time. <laughs> I think we have evidence of that. I'll have to dig it up. We'll bring it back on the pod next time. I think I got receipts for that one. We'll see. We'll yeah. see. Yeah, we'll dig into that. Yeah. That's going to be an episode two or three topic yeah. if yeah. we make it that far. So, Logan, for the people that don't even know who you are, who are you? I just Logan, Logan the guy. I am Logan the guy. That's right. So, Kyle, I would say present day Fabio. Yeah, I don't want to toot my own horn, but you've given me the opportunity here, so I'm gonna. Um, Fabio would be a good comparison. I would say probably the most illustrious and dynamic JV wrestling career in the history of Goodyear High School. Uh, that I don't know if that's a stretch. Do you still have more career JV wins than Bailey O'Reilly? I do. This good. is correct. Good. Yep, yep, I do. So. I will also mention that every single year I wrestled in the HVL JV tournament, I made it to the finals. Every single year. Even as a senior? Well, you were still dominating JV as a senior? No, I was I was getting pinned at the Mayo Civic Center oh, my gotcha. senior year. But in seventh grade, made it there, made it to the finals. And that one is in the history books. So um, digging up some stats from my career, I think I'm probably top 10 or 20 in total matches wrestled for Goodyear. And maybe top three or five in losses. So those are those are kind of my accolades. Good. Good. And then, so I graduated in 15, did some coaching after that. And now I do broadcasting up on the south side of the metro. 
some of the Lakeville schools, north, south. All sports or what sports are you broadcasting? So this year, it's mainly been softball, baseball, volleyball, and wrestling. I try to stay away from that sport where they, they dribble the ball and throw <laughs> it at the hoop. I don't remember what it's called, but I try to stay away from that one. Sometimes I get drug into it. So um, Last year was my first year calling the state wrestling tournament, which was super cool. Uh, having been up there as a coach previously and then as a broadcaster, a super cool experience. So, yeah, fun. So I am, I would say I am definitely the more accomplished one at the table. Oh, agreed. And you're still single and looking, right? That and I'm still I single heard. and looking. Okay. Yes. Heard. Yep. Good, good. Yep. So any listeners out there, go ahead and spread the word on that. Okay, good. We got that out of the way. So that's, that's a plus. So. Yeah. So where, where have you been around Kyle? What have you been up to the last few years? Than the wrestling community. I'm basically just a wrestling fan. Section one. I love to compare, you know, mm-hmm. the rankings of, uh, you know, section five, six, and seven to how section one's doing. And sure. You know, that's really where I got my start. A big fan. Sure. And, uh, yeah. I like watching it. Um, I've done a little coaching, done a little administrating. Done a little bit of this uh, and a little, little bit, bit of that. Yeah. So I've been around, but yeah, we're doing this just kind of have some fun and sure. go from there. Sure. We're at the Hanukkah Hogs, uh, the Hanukkah recording Hogs studio, studio right now. So <laughs> yes, we are. That is correct. So. so did I hear you say a little something about Section Five or Six? There, did you say? Section- well, I'll save that rant until probably the rankings come out. But uh, you know, yeah, okay. we'll touch on that later. I'll try to. I'll try not to strike that. Nerve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. So today's agenda, we got a couple different things we want to touch on. Just kind of some preseason touch points here. Section realignment is is something that came out in the months prior, so that's going to affect the section. We'll touch on that. And then, of course, the weight changes. I know Kyle's got some hot takes he's going to fire off. I've got some I've got some JV takes I'm going to fire off. I'm just not quite at that level yet, so uh, we'll get into that. Starting with single A, you want to do changes through single A? Yeah, we might as well just run through all of them, I guess. They kind of all impact each other. Yeah, um, they do. Lost Caledonia to single A. They're now in double A. LARP came down to single A, so Lewis and Altura, Rushford, Peterson. And then uh, in double A, lost Albert Lee. And then we've got Austin coming down to, to double A. So not a whole lot of changes. I think, you know, pretty much everybody in section one stayed in section one. Sometimes we get that random section two crossover, something like that, but we didn't have anything like that this year. And uh, yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty stand pat this year, so. They do this every couple of years, so nothing too wild and crazy. Oh. Do you know, so let me ask you this. Did you know if Albert Lee opted up, or did they actually meet the enrollment threshold to move back up to AAA? Because if I'm not mistaken, they used to previously opt up to AAA. That was a decision that they made in the past, correct? That I don't know, you know. Okay. Good podcasters yeah, prep that yeah, stuff. I'm, just, like, I'm starting. Hey, Logan, I'm going to ask you this question. I'm, you yeah, should I'm do starting. some research. I'm, so. start, I'm starting rumors here is what I'm doing. No, so. I'm, I'm not sure. And, I'm not sure. Yeah. Anyways, that's that's not important. Albert Lee ended up back up in AAA. I think for them, maybe increases their chance of a state tournament trip a little bit. Cass and Manorville is obviously going to be the returning section champ in AA. They're going to be tough as they always are. Did graduate a couple, a couple, very good wrestlers. Glazier, one of those, but Casson's going to be back. Sombrota's always tough, 
and Albert Lee might just have a better chance up in AAA. Of course, they're going to have to go through Rochester Mayo and some of the very talented AAA schools, but I think if you're an Albert Lee fan, you're a part of the Albert Lee faithful, that's a move you're probably okay with. Um, as AA is affected, it seems to be kind of a neutral move with Albert Lee out and then Caledonia up and in. Caledonia, of course, got second at state last year in single A, but did graduate a very talented senior class. So Caledonia was going to have a tough route to state in single A, you know, through Chatfield, Kenny Wanamingo, Dover, and they're going to have an equally tough route to state, I think, up in double A as well. So maybe a little bit of a neutral move there in double A. Are you really predicting state entrance in November? Well, yeah. Wow. Wow. And I've already done some research. So this is good, like classic, uh, the coach is looking at the JV kids in the corner, so they quick start trying. Yeah. So I did pull up the enrollments. It looked like Albert Lee is actually bigger than Winona and Faribault. Okay. So that was on the uh, State High School League website here. So, yeah. So okay. it's like they're solid. And Maybe, you know AAA. what? You know what it could be? All those Iowa families sending their kids up to Albert Lee. They realize they don't want their kids to have an Iowa education. That could be. They're sending that very them north well of the be. border. Yep. Yeah, that's that sounds actually legit. I You know, you like to project all the way to March, but uh, I'm just excited to see Caledonia now in double A with them battling Casson and Broda. You know, that's going to be the way Caledonia wrestles is just, it's just fun. So that'll be uh, mm-hmm. some good duels. Hopefully they meet in the regular season and uh, that'll just, yeah, that's going to be some fun. Yeah, fun. it should be. I haven't seen if they'll match up in the regular season. I think usually they run into some Broda somewhere along the way, hopefully Casson as well. But yeah, that will be last year. They were at the Swallows. Okay. Caledonia, so yeah. That'll be yeah. Good. And you know me, I like to get ahead of myself, so it's going to be a really fun section tournament, too. You do. I mean, if you're covering that in November, what are we going to talk about in December, January, and the three weeks in February? That's a good good point. Yeah. We're going to have to come up with something. Maybe, I know. So next week's episode, we'll start talking about the 2025 section tournament. You always jump to marriage right away. And then in December, we'll talk about the 2026 section tournament. There you go. There you go. Yeah. I have proposed on the second date a couple times. <laughs> we could do, uh, we could do. What do you think next year or uh, two year section realignment's going to look like? That could be we next week's that. episode. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yep. And then Good. eventually we'll get into twenty thirty two, twenty thirty six. There we go. There Start we drawing go. up. So, <laughs> but yeah. So I don't know. Not a whole lot of changes, but um, LARP. I feel like LARP kind of jumps back and forth. Seems like they must be on the edge. Mm-hmm. So if yeah, I remember they, correctly, but they do. Yeah, they were out for a couple years. They were. In single A, I don't know if it was 10 years ago. Should have done more research. I was Here's just... Umbrota connections. What are they saying? They think they still are a single A school or are they a double A school? Or You got to hear something on the grapevine. On... Uh, Next I've, question. I've, right. I've, I've, <laughs> I have a couple sources that aren't going to be named and we'll, uh, we'll save that for another episode. Sounds good. What do you got for us next? Uh, after that, so section realignment, we'll check that box, the weight changes. So this is, this is kind of an interesting one. Basically the lower half of the weight classes all bumped up a pound because apparently we just need to mess with stuff for some reason. So 106 is now 107, 113, 114, all the way up to 138, which became 139. 
And then 145, 152, 160 were all left alone. And then they eliminated one of the upper weights. So now the upper weights are 172, 189, 215. Heavyweight, of course, which is 285. So I don't know. I think with the lower weights, we're just getting a little bit cute here, messing with them by a pound. You know, it's going to affect when you teams go over to Wisconsin and wrestle, the weight classes are going to be slightly different. When Wisconsin teams come over, when Ellsworth comes across the border, they're going to be expected to have different weight classes. So I don't know. It seems like in the lower weights, we're definitely getting cute. And then in the upper weights, the elimination of a weight's going to help some schools. It's going to hurt others. And hard to say what it's going to do in the long term. So uh, there was a lot there, Kyle. Where do you want to? Where do you want to start? <laughs> when you uh, when you wrestled, what were the weights? What they just came off of? E, so when I was in seventh and eighth grade, they would have been the 103, 112, 119. That one. Yep. And then when I became a freshman, it would have been around two thousand and nine. They switched to one hundred six, one thirteen, one twenty in those weight classes. Okay, because I I remember. Back in my day, uh, we add, I think 215 was added. Uh, that must have been like my junior, sophomore, junior year, somewhere in yeah, there. Yeah. Uh, we had a guy, Frank Garitano, that came out and wrestled 215, the Italian Stallion. He was yeah. awesome. Uh, so, yeah, that's when I remember shifting to, would that have been 14 weights then? 14 correct yeah. so i actually looked it up i did do a little bit of research hey, there Kyle. we go i did some prep <laughs> one of the and practice partners is working today somebody's working that's right not just riding the coattails we so the last time that the wrestling weights were 13 weight classes was the 2002 2003 there season. we go so there is a precedent for 13 weight classes okay i remember that being a big big ordeal and whatever it is what it is my I have a lot of opinions on this, but I think the biggest thing that I get frustrated with is the Wisconsin, Iowa holding at 14 and then also switching the weights. Not that it's Wisconsin or Iowa's fault, not that it's Minnesota's fault. It's just that nationally we don't have a uniform weight class. Right. And there's a lot of factors and reasons why, and they give all these options um, from the national level. But, you know, it's just going to throw wrenches into things when we. Yeah, go over to the bi-state, or I know New Richmond um, has a tournament that a lot of Minnesota schools go to. Obviously, the Cheesehead, uh, I know Casson, Elbert Lee, Grand Meadow, they all drop down to Iowa uh, frequently. So it just throws a wrench into things um, from a fan perspective, not being able to kind of get uniformity. Is that a word? Oh, I screwed that all I up. I think it is uniformity. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's a word now. So, um, yeah, just trying to make that equal and just normalize it that's frustrating yeah especially so we kind of get used to the small schools the small class schools where maybe the upper weights are a little bit thinner because because enrollments are lower you don't have as many big kids but for some of these wisconsin iowa schools where they perfectly fill their upper weights right they've got a good 82 pounder 95 pounder 220 pounder whatever it may be, that's got to be really annoying hopping across the border and then being expected to just kind of get one of those kids out of their lineup or adjust on the fly. Yeah, so I, I could see Minnesota schools going to Iowa and Wisconsin here, but I don't 
anticipate. I mean, maybe they will. I can't imagine too many are going to come this way now. Like, but maybe. Probably, Who knows? Yeah, probably not. We'll see. You know, the other thing is you hear the, uh, you know, we need more opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess my take on the opportunities side of things is like wrestling's the one sport where everybody gets matches, whether it's at JV, varsity level. Uh, I think sometimes we get in the habit that everybody needs to be on varsity because the JV side of things has really gone to just more exhibition matches. We don't have those fun JV duels like we used to. Uh, maybe this will bring some of those back. I have no idea, but I think that's one thing that, uh, you know, the opportunity side gets talked about a lot and why we need 14. As far as how the weights are distributed, you know, you're talking about the big weights, small weights. Honestly, I don't know if that really plays into it as much. Um, it's going to help certain teams some years and not the next year. So I don't right. think you can really play, um, play that card too many times. Um, but I could make an argument that it's going to help this team this year and this other team next year. So that'll go and change every, every year. So yeah, my biggest thing is just, it's like, come on, let's from a national level, let's get this figured out. Everybody on the same page. Uh, I mean, we're not going to Wisconsin and playing four man basketball or six man, you know, basketball, like, come on. Yeah. Right. So let's, uh, let's find some uniformity there. No, I think that's fair. I think the, it needs to be, you know, kind of a nationwide standard that's set. So we're not messing around between states. I think that's fair. And I think it's also a solid point that the opportunities not necessarily being taken away, but just kind of redistributed. And maybe instead of, you know, 14th varsity weight class, there's a kid who's getting opportunity now on JV that maybe wasn't quite ready for the varsity or something like that. So I read an article in the Post Bulletin about this, and they interviewed a few different local coaches. And basically what it came down to was if you had good upper weights, you didn't like the rule change. And if you had weaker upper weights, you liked the rule change. So, I mean, it is what it is. People will adjust. In two months, everyone's going to forget about the weight change anyways. So Not two months. People dwell on this until after the state tournament. Well, if it was this, we could have done that. And then so, they'll move on. And then, then they'll move, move on. on. Yep, yep. I'm just glad that you said you read something on the Pulse Bulletin. I figured your wrestling knowledge all comes from the forum. So, Oh, gosh. I try to stay off there. <laughs> I try to stay off there. It's a, It can be a cesspool there. It can. It can. So, yeah. What well, else you got for us? Uh, so those were kind of the main two preseason items, section realignment and new weights. What do you think, Kyle? Where do you want to go from here? What's our next episode? I mean, is this just like a one and done or what's our plan here? We That's, should on-air production meeting? I'm, I'm glad you asked. That's a great question. So we've got a couple more episodes planned in the coming weeks. We're going to get into a little bit of a preview in section one, and we touched on that a bit today with the realignment. But we're going to go class by class, look at the teams, see who's the favorites, and then we're also say some prayers we're gonna hear kyle make some predictions and power rankings i am i am very concerned by what i don't know if we talked about that that's that's debatable yet yeah we'll we'll see i'm you're the predictions guy yeah i'll just tell you why you're wrong yeah that's true i love to sit here in november and say who's gonna win section titles in february that's kind of my thing so that's that's our plan here and then obviously season starts first week of december from there I think the plan is to do, you know, weekly episodes, give or take, 
Don't hold us to anything on that front, but we would like to do weekly episodes kind of previewing important matches and then looking back in the week in action. And also, we're going to try and try and hammer down some good guests for the podcast. We are not ready to throw out some names yet, but I'll say this much, Kyle. DMs have been exchanged. <laughs> there, there is not yet fire. That's direct messages for everybody over 35. Yes. Yes. So That's you. You're over 35. You got, you got some some people in the hopper? Yeah, we got some stuff coming down the Good. pipeline. Yep. Good. So stay tuned for that. Get us on socials. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter, JV underscore takes, and we'll get you updates there. And if you got any ideas on topics, you know, I think we're going to do a Logie's mailbag and I'll, uh, I'll ask all the uh, questions that you guys throw out uh, to Logan here. Maybe just some rapid fire stuff and go from there. So, Yep. Kyle's going to reach his hand deep in the mailbag and I'm going to give my JV take. That's right. To all of his questions. So, yeah. Other than that, I think, you know, it'll be fun to kind of get this thing kicked off and uh, follow some wrestling. What are we about? About a month away from the first matches, maybe a little less. So it's going to be here. going to be here before we know it. Um, but yeah, we'll dive into the, uh, the previews, I think next time and then uh, go from there. So, yep. Thanks for tuning in. We will talk soon.